At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Wednesday on this program. You know what that means. Tonight, AEW, winter is coming. We have the lineup for the show thus far. And at this point in a two-hour show, there's four matches. Are we going to be seeing some angles, some debuts? What will we see tonight on Winter is Coming? We'll talk about that here today on the program. And also, I'll talk more about this after the break. Kevin Owens has re-signed with WWE a multi-year deal. We'll get into that more in a moment because i got a lot to say about that. We got the Raw ratings from Monday night. It increased from record lows, but it was at almost record lows. We've got the hourly numbers, which actually the first two hours not bad. Third hour, plunge, as usual. 1.47 million viewers in that third hour. We've got updates on Jeff Hardy. Lots of news out of New Japan. Tokyo Dome. Wrestle Kingdom is upcoming. And so we've got some matches for that show. We have got the winners of the Tag League Tournament. We have the winner of the... Um, how many other one has? Best Super Juniors. Um, and, of course, we've got the uh, return of Katsuyori Shibata. So we'll get into all of that here today. Update for uh, next week's NXT. I've only seen the opener on NXT 2.0, so I can only talk about the Duke-Hudson match, the no-holds-barred match, which largely was I expected, but not quite. We'll talk to you about that. And uh, plenty more. If you'd like to contact us here today... 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. A lot to get into here today. If you want to text us, 425-780-7566. First story here, Kevin Owens will not be going anywhere anytime soon as the impending free agent has re-signed with WWE. This from 
WrestlingObserver.com, Fightful first reported the news. Pat LaProd confirmed details are light, but LaProd reported the deal is for multiple years. According to LaProd, Owens will explain the rationale for his decision in a podcast with LaProd that will drop Thursday. It was learned in September that Owens was set to become a free agent at the end of January thanks to a pre-pandemic restructuring of contracts. 37-year-old said in a May 2018 interview with LaProd that he had inked a five-year deal that ran into 2023. At one point in September, Owens had posted and then deleted a tweet of coordinates to Mount Rushmore, which fans took as a nod to a future in AEW, as the landmark shares the name of his former PWG faction with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. He also changed his Twitter location to Almost There. Owens has been in WWE since 2014, starting in NXT, etc., etc. So anyway, listen, I don't know what Johnny Gargano is going to do, and I don't know what Kyle O'Reilly is going to do. But when we were talking about Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly, and I was talking about, you know, potential ways that you could get Johnny Gargano to stay in WWE, not the least of which would be, you know, sticking around, not going on the road, hanging around his newborn child, maybe having a talent contract and a trainer's contract. And no matter what I said, all I heard was, no, he's absolutely for sure leaving. He's absolutely going to leave. He's leaving for sure. And listen, he might leave, but... What the Kevin Owens story shows you here is I heard the same thing about Kevin Owens. He's leaving. For sure he's going. There's no chance he's staying. Well, he's staying because I know that there's this idea on the Internet that, oh, it's horrible in WWE. Everyone hates the place. Everyone's going to be going to AEW if they've got any talent whatsoever. There's going to be people that are going to re-sign with WWE. There are people who like it there. There are people who are going to be made good offers, and they're going to weigh it against everything else. And they're going to decide that they want to stay with WWE. And Kevin Owens is staying. And perhaps Johnny Gargano is staying. And perhaps Kyle O'Reilly is staying. And I don't know this for sure, but wasn't Pete Dunne's deal up and he's he's still there? So it's possible he's re-signed. But I think this is a... The, the, the moral of this story is there are some people who, when they weigh their options, are going to want to stay with WWE. So... That's it. That's all I got out of this. I mean, maybe there's more, but congratulations to Kevin Owens. And now he'll be main eventing the show on the 1st of January. Day one. Good for him. We'll be on day one this year. Happy for him. Happy for his family. Happy that he's able to sign this deal, that he's happy where he's at and good. And I don't think Kevin Owens is the type of guy that is going to come out at any point during however the long this duration of this contract is and complains about it maybe he does but i he seems to be content with his choice and good it's you know i like you mentioned you know everybody's got different goals everybody's got different ideas everybody's got different lives to to, to worry about and wwe he has been very open about the fact that much like Eddie Kingston, you know, was he going to be able to carve out a niche for his family in this business? Was he going to be able to to have enough money saved up? Was this going to be what was going to provide his family security? Could wrestling do that? And in WWE, he has been able to do that. And you hear stories about Daniel Bryan when people look at his creative and go, oh my God, get that guy out of there. It must have been miserable. It's terrible. They've misused him. They've done this. They've done that. And you hear about how much he's got, how much respect he has for Vince McMahon, how much he liked certain aspects about being there. So, you know, Kevin Owens the same way. And much like I mentioned about uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, Kevin Owens has been a Triple H guy, you know, much like Samoa Joe was. You know, Kevin Owens always had the support of Triple H. And for those guys... You know, you don't know what their goals are. Do they want to be, again, you know, what are his post-wrestling goals? Is there something about WWE that he wants to stay there, be an agent, be a trainer, be an, a, a a representative of the company? You just you just don't know what it is. And I'd be fascinated to find out later on down the road after this contract is over, or maybe even before it's over, although I don't think we'll get that, what his mentality was going into it and why he decided to make the decision that he did when he has options available to him that, of course, obviously a lot of fans are probably disappointed today that he didn't go and take. Hey, listen, everybody. 
I know that there have been a lot of cuts. I know a lot of people have been fired. I know everyone's heard about the talent budget that they have. But at the end of the day, yeah, they cut a lot of people. Yeah, they signed a lot of people in, in 2019, and then they cut them. But I can I don't want to name anyone in particular, but if you look at the list of people that were cut, I mean, 50% of them were hired not because WWE wanted to do anything with them, but because they didn't want anybody going anywhere else. And while there is a budget, I mean, there's a very good chance that they could have offered, and I don't even want to throw out a number here because then somebody's going to report some stupid number on the Internet as a fact, but let's just put it this way. They could have offered Kevin Owens a huge sum of money to stay with WWE, and AEW is not going to match that. And so he stayed with WWE. There are there are people, and actually most of them have been fired, but I mean, there are people that were offered contracts with WWE that WWE had no intention of ever doing anything with. Clearly, they like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is one of their best promos. Kevin Owens never gives, and listen, I mean, I've seen some Kevin Owens matches where, in my opinion, if I were Kevin Owens, I would have given 80% and not 150%. But the fact of the matter is, he always gives 150%. So even though there is a talent budget, there will be guys like Kevin Owens where their deal comes up and they're going to be offered a lot of money to stay. And my guess is he was offered a lot of money to stay, despite this being an environment where a lot of people are getting cut. Did you know that winter is coming is tonight? You know who's not going to be there? Kevin Owens. But Tony Khan did an interview the other day. More new faces may be on their way to AWTV sooner than later, as company head Tony Khan hinted at an interview released Tuesday, which happens to be the day before winter is coming. He was promoting winter is coming. He says, I'm more than aware that there's a number of free agents out there, wrestlers I admire too, but I got to say that you just have to keep watching over these next few weeks and not just winter is coming. And, of course, he lists off all of these other events that they've got coming up. And I think, and this is speculation, but, I mean, it's really not speculation to a degree. I mean, they shot an angle at the ROH pay-per-view this weekend where FTR attacked the Briscoes. I don't know if the Briscoes are showing up tonight, but you know where Briscoes and FTR is not going to be taking place? In Ring of Honor. And I would be surprised if they shot an angle at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view to send FTR to, for example, Impact to wrestle the Briscoes. So I would think that there's a very good chance that very, very soon you will see the Briscoes in AEW. I don't know if they're going to sign. I don't know if this would be a, a short-term deal. I don't know what the situation would be. But I think that you will be seeing them and, uh, and surely probably others as well coming out of this this final battle pay-per-view so you don't think the first time they touch will be for the triple a tag team titles no. in monterey or something like that i don't think that's going to happen <laughs> i mean it could but i don't think it's Anything's happen. possible i guess yeah <laughs> so winner is coming is tonight we've got four matches and this is the key to me the show's two hours long hangman page and brian danielson is probably gonna be 20 minutes MJF and Dante, I don't think it'll be 20 minutes. Hikarashita, Serena Deeb, and Wardlow and Matt Seidel, which will not be 20 minutes. So they have room for more matches to be added, more surprises to be had. It is, it is. I mean, clearly this is supposed to be a giant show because you've got a world championship match with Danielson and Adam Page. So I would be stunned if we didn't get a surprise debut of some sort tonight on the show. But how's it going to do? I still don't think it's going to break a million. I don't think there's going to be any shows breaking a million until the new year when they move to TBS and they're no longer uh, live on the West Coast. We're talking probably about a quarter of the country that if they want to watch this show, they have to watch it at 5 p.m. So until it's live, or not live, until it airs in prime time on all coasts, both of them, and the middle of the country, and everywhere, it's not going to break a million. But I could be wrong. We'll find out tomorrow back in a moment. Observer Live. El Segundo I gotta get it I got, got to get it I left my wallet in El Segundo Left my wallet in El Segundo Left my What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. All right, what's going on here? You have been placed in timeout by the owner of this video or a monitor. Moderator? What are you talking about? I I got banned from my own YouTube chat? (laughs) What? What's happening here? Uh... How did I get banned from my own chat? Riveting radio here. Oh, hell, I don't know who this is a moderator here. They're about to be out of a job. You hear that? You almost went full Bobcat Alvarez there. I can't even post anything. <laughs> Who's the moderator of the YouTube chat? Give me his John, name. John Madden Alvarez. I want his head Boom. on a platter. Who did this? Get that guy. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I literally can't post anything here. Deej, is that you? It's not Deej, is it? Yeah, who's the moderator here? Somebody Brian get Rose? somebody get me this information. No, Brian Rose on the Twitch chat. Who this is, is the it? Produ- this is producer Rob level. By the way, happy belated birthday on the air. All right, listen, yeah. bro. You got you got till the next commercial to unban me from my own YouTube, or you're out of here, brother. You hear that? You got it, Google overlords. Yeah. Who do Free you think? The boss man. Who do you think I am? No, I'm not the mod. I can't ban myself. Wait a second, did you get an award from YouTube for all those videos that people be watching and whatnot? You should have special status here. Isn't there a direct line for you and the president of YouTube? Oh, dude, someone's in trouble. All right, I'm, I, you, got, you got 10 minutes left, and then it's all done. I'll shut that whole YouTube thing down right now. Raw Monday, down in total viewers. Show increased from the record lows it had set in 18 to 49, 18 to 34, and with teenagers the previous week. It was still the second lowest rating in 18 to 49, and with teenagers in the history of the show. Raw finished sixth on cable, 18 to 49, 17th in total viewers. So once again, for all of you nerds that get angry that we talk about when AEW does well in the top 10, if you want to rank only by viewers, that's all right. But Raw is down to 17th place if you do it that way. 10th in women, 18 to 49, 6th in men, 18 to 49, et cetera, et cetera. Show down 2% in viewers. So they did the out, they did the storyline that Lashley had to wrestle three times, and he had to beat all three men 
in order to get into the uh, championship match at uh, day one. And it did fall in the first two hours. And it was funny because I think when when Dave was talking about this, he noted that it held up fine because of that storyline. But I actually don't think that happened because the first hour did 1.62 and the second hour did 1.63, okay? So, you know, that's good and all. But the whole point of the story was he had to beat all three. So he beat two. And then in the third hour, when he had to beat the third guy, it fell to 1.47 million viewers. That's a big drop. So that tells me that they actually didn't care that much. Or they just presumed, well, obviously he's going to do it. Or they were sick of seeing him because, you know, dating all the way back to World Championship Wrestling, whenever you had a guy on the show wrestling more than once, I mean, no one tuned in the second time. Uh, the first time did well, but then everyone was like, well, we saw the guy. And wrestling twice on one show. Same thing happened with Steve Austin, of all people. You put Steve Austin in early in the show, and then you put him on later in the show. And, you know, people had seen it. So uh, 1.47 million third hour. And uh, that's the story of Monday Night Raw this week. Nothing all that special to talk about, really. Well, those theories, you know, the one that makes the most sense to me is people knew what was going to happen. You know, it got to be close. I'm not sure what time halftime was of that Cardinals-Rams game, but it was a really tight, close game between two rivals and one of which in the second biggest city in the country. So, you know, they're going to be doing great ratings there, whether it be in prime time or out of prime time. doesn't matter when it comes to the NFL. So, you know, I think that's what it was because I don't think there was anybody that watched the beginning of that, certainly after seeing the first match with Kevin Owens that thought, okay, Bobby Lashley ain't getting into this thing. I mean, you know, I think everybody knew better. By the way, I'm still not reinstated on my own YouTube channel, so... We're, we're the countdown's on. Seven minutes left. It's gonna be it's gonna be bad times for somebody here. Let's see what else we got. A lot of Japanese news. So we had Hiromu Takahashi winning best of the super juniors for the third time. He defeated Yo in thirty eight minutes and thirty seconds in the tournament finals at Sumo Hall. Second consecutive best of the senior, uh, Super Juniors and the third in four years. And so it'll likely be Hiromu and Desperado for the title at Wrestle Kingdom 16. You know, I've, I've noticed this sometimes with New Japan. And actually, you know, Hiromu winning for the third time in four years. But then we go the other way. And the finals of the World Tag League, of all of the teams to be in the finals... Goto and Yoshihashi versus Evil and Yujiro was the finals. And uh, Goto and Yoshihashi won. And so I'm sure they're getting a tag team championship match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Sabre Jr. and Taichi are the champions. Sabre Jr., by the way, not best technical wrestler in the Tokyo Sports Awards. Anyway. Listen, I love Hiromu and all. And I know that you're trying to sell uh, three straight Wrestle Kingdom shows, and I know that you need the bigger marquee matches. But when I saw that Hiromu won for the third time in four years, it's kind of like, is it, isn't it time to maybe make some new championship caliber bigs? Why, why couldn't Show have won this? Show is awesome. Like, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Not this year. They need Hiromu. They need as much star power as they can get, and... I If it wasn't Hiromu, I could understand it, but he's been injured. There's been enough strife with him where him coming back and winning this thing actually makes sense, and it may be this, the easiest thing to do. It may have been the simplest thing to do, but I think in this case it was absolutely the right thing to do. I look forward to Robbie Eagles and El Fantasmo and other people winning this award show Yo, down the line, you know, they got a generational feud that's going to be rolling on here for quite some time, I would assume. So there's a lot of guys, especially as the pandemic ends and things start to open up. God knows if that ever happens in Japan. But, you know, when that does happen, there's going to be a lot of names there. And who knows what Hiromu's status is going to be? Because, again, if this pandemic doesn't go anywhere, his spot, and really even if it does go somewhere, his spot's in the heavyweight ranks. I don't know when that's going to be, but he's going to be a heavyweight at some point there, and I think it's sooner rather than later, so this doesn't really bother me at all. So I've been reinstated, so 
life can continue on. Still haven't found out who's responsible yet, but I'm, I'm doing some investigations here. As you talked about whatever you were talking about. But there was other big news. Yeah, I love it how you, of all the things you lead with, you don't lead with Katsuyori Shibata coming back. It's this deal about, you know, an axe to grind with Hiromu and the juniors. Actually, I, be- I began the show bud. 33 minutes ago talking about Kevin Owens re-signing with WWE. But, dude, we knew Shibata was coming back anyway. Like, who didn't know that? He came back and he said, I'm coming back. And we got three nights of the Tokyo Dome. Did anyone think he was going to go, yeah, I'm going to come back. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to wait till the Tokyo Dome's over. I'm going to come back on a small show somewhere. Yes, Shibata is coming back January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. No opponent has been announced. Maybe it'll be show. His announcement was one of the selling points of today's event. He kept it short and sweet. Fighting back tears, he simply stated he will have a match on January 4th. Where's Filthy? I think he should be wrestling Filthy Tom Lawler at the Tokyo Dome. Be interesting to see what the rule set is. You know, he's talked about, he has talked about on New Japan's website, there's been an interview with him that has gone into some detail about some of his thoughts about New Japan, and we talked about it on the last Admin Mike show where... Yeah, some of it is shrouded in kayfabe when he speaks, but you can see, you know, much like the Tanahashi interviews and other things they've done there, you know, some some reality into what he says. So you kind of have to read between the lines a little bit, but he's talked about his head being fully, completely healed. He can take some punishment to the head, in theory at least. You know, his head is, is strong enough for that, in theory. What happens when he goes out there in the ring? We'll have to see. The match with Zack Sabre Jr. was a grappling match. Do they have modified rules? I would assume that they do for whatever this match is going to be, but you never know. I'm, I'm not sure. And I know Kenta's tied up right now. And I have one match against Tanahashi, right, at least. So he's the name that makes the most sense because he's had the most battles, but there are so many people, whether it be a student of his, whether it be a a generational rival of his, no matter, there are many, many options for people to work with him. I think it's just a matter of how much can he really handle and what, if there are going to be any modified rules, what they are. We're going to get into uh, some of NXT 2.0 after the break. A couple of uh, text messages and emails here. My main man Hamish says, well, Kevin Owens re-signing is a surprise. Hope his new contract doesn't turn him into a future Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt release. Since apparently WWE offered him a ton of money to stay. Well, Hamish, let me explain something to you, because I think Hamish wants to be a wrestler. So I'm going to explain something to young Hamish here. Let's say I'm Kevin Owens, okay? And I'm very talented, great talker, and I know that AEW would sign me. But WWE is offering me, let's say WWE is offering me $2.5 million. They're so determined for me not to leave. So here's, here's two things you could do. You could say... Well, if I sign it for $2.5 million, they're probably going to cut me next year. And uh, then I'll go to AEW. Or do I say, I don't want to risk being fired in a year and go to AEW then. I'll just go to AEW now for much less money. Hamish, the answer is A. Make your $2.5 million, and then if they fire you in a year, go to AEW. Don't walk away from the two and a half million because you might be fired. Now, if you're somebody that... So anyway, I think you made a good decision. Back in a moment, Observer Live. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. I got the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sumbervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Well, I had things come up this morning. I didn't watch all of NXT 2.0 yet, but I watched Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson, which was a fun match. It was no holds barred. Duke Hudson did the gimmick where he had the headgear holding a wig on. But, of course, the headgear kept getting all messed up, and so like they went to a break so he could fix his headgear to make sure his wig didn't fall off. And uh, I thought, I actually thought, because sometimes I try and think about WWE and how they normally book, since Cameron Grimes won the hair match, I thought that uh, Duke Hudson would win this match, but then Cameron Grimes would, you know, get his heat back or whatever by ripping off the wig to expose his bald head. So, you know, their usual 50-50, blah, blah. But actually, they didn't do that. Cameron Grimes beat him in the middle of the ring, and then not only did he beat him, but he ripped off the wig and exposed his bald head. So it was a very, very fun match. Gave a babyface a win, which, by the way, broke the streak because Raw Monday, every single solitary segment involving a babyface, the babyface was humiliated, beaten up, or pinned. And then, as happenstance would have it, we watched Raw Episode 5 from 25 years ago. And in fact, every single babyface on that show was either beaten or humiliated. I guess not the Steiners, so I guess maybe they broke the streak. They beat two geeks. But anyway, so uh, then Duke Hudson here got beaten, so Cameron Grimes got a big win and everything was fine. So uh, I have not seen the rest of the show, but I got a lot of emails last night about our main man, Braun Breaker, and how he looked awesome in there with Roderick Strong. What a shocker. Braun Breaker and Roderick Strong, good match. So I'll watch that tonight and... And see if it was, in fact, all that in a bag of chips. Now, you're going to watch that before or after AEW? I usually watch AEW first, but I think I'll probably finish off this NXT since I already started. Might be for the best. I would like to watch uh, NXT. I would have liked to have got it done this morning, but yeah, this person here says, Braun Breaker versus Roderick Strong on 2.0 was, in all caps, awesome. By the way, I was told that if you type... Too many messages in all caps on YouTube, it's a it's an automatic ban. So, in fact, it was not somebody banning me. It was it was my own. Why were you tapping and typing in all caps? Who because because at? the caps lock had been on. And oh, because God. you were talking, and I didn't want to mess around, I just typed it. it oh, you God. You're having a stupid excuse for everything. Oh, my God. Hey, you listen. be ashamed of yourself. What was the excuse this morning? Why didn't see, you didn't see your precious 2.0 show? 
What was the big deal about that? Come on. You were so fired up. You couldn't believe I, I wasn't going to watch Braun Breaker and, and Roderick Strong because it's going to be an awesome match. Come on. What happened? What was so important in the life of Brian Alvarez that you didn't watch NXT even though you demanded everybody else watch it? Well, if you must know, Mike, many of our listeners donated to the annual Whale Scout fundraiser, and we had dozens and dozens of packages that needed to be mailed out. And so I left to help my wife mail all the packages at the post office. So thank you very much for getting on my case about it. Oh, wow. What a a chivalrous man you are. Surprised you didn't make her to go do everything like you usually do. Poor woman. Like, she doesn't have enough trying to carry you on her back and those two kids. My God, it's like having three kids in that house, isn't it? Poor woman. Saint. I cannot believe what a horrible person you are. WWE has their guy in Braun Breaker and Roderick Strong. I don't have to mention is simply excellent. Good on NXT to put the golden boy in the ring with the likes of Gargano, Chump, and Roddy. Impossible not to improve in those circumstances. This was absolutely amazing. Added with great facials from Malcolm Bivens. So sounds like a winner of a uh, sounds like a winner of a segment right there, everybody. Sounds like this Braun Breaker is probably going to main event at WrestleMania within the next three years. Who was the baby face in those matches, actually? Is the Diamond Mine still after their well, incredible feud with Joe Gacy and Harland? <laughs> I wonder if they're still baby default baby faces or how this works. Because Braun Breaker is a heel, correct? Or well he's No, a heel Braun Breaker the, was on the heel team. But on the heel he team, but baby he's baby face. face. But has he been a heel against Ciampa or has it been a battle of baby faces? Bro, I haven't seen the show yet. I gotta watch what happened tonight. Because I know well, Ciampa what would you consider lays the last him out couple afterwards. of weeks. I think he's been a baby face from day one, is what I think. Because, I mean, the fans respond to him like a baby face. And literally, no, he responded he was only... to, to Tony D'Angelo like a baby face, too. And literally, he only was a, a heel in one one show because they wanted to do young blokes versus old blokes. So they could, they could do a storyline where if you're young, you suck. And if you're old, and you're cool. That's, that hey. literally was the storyline of that War Games. And apparently the old bloke got him at the end because uh, after that match was over, I don't think this is a spoiler for anybody. I just now, said but, this, but go ahead. Yeah, Tommaso dumping him on his head. And I guess that was one of the high points uh, that I saw coming out of that show was just their interaction and, and everything that took place after that match. But you had already mentioned that, so I'll let you go ahead and continue on with what other whatever nonsense that you got for today. Go this ahead. This person says, so why did they have Braun on the heel team for War Games? Well, because they wanted to do team... 2.0 versus team yellow and black or whatever. New blood millionaires. Whatever though. it was. Okay. So they had they had three baby faces on the old person's team. And so they decided they're gonna turn LA Knight, and I think he is now a baby face. So LA Knight ended up being on the babyface team. But then for team 2.0, there's three heels on that team. And so they threw Braun Breaker on that team because he's supposed to be one of the black and gold new guys. That's why he was on the team. But he was a babyface from the moment he arrived in this in this promotion. It was more important to do Team 2.0 versus Team Yellow and Gold than actually just have four babyfaces versus four heels. So that's what happened. Well, you saw one thing on that show, and that was Duke Hudson wearing the fake hair and the headgear gimmick, which has been a staple in wrestling for... I don't know, at least I guess around 40 years or so, Buddy Roberts uh, with the Freebirds hair cream ending up on his head and then having that ripped off. And I guess of modern times, Kurt Angle, I think, I guess, would would be the one after losing the hair match with Edge, I believe it was, that that he came out and had that same gimmick going. I know it was only one night and it was NXT, but how was uh, Duke Hudson with the whole gimmick of having that thing on and then having it knocked off? Didn't I just review this whole thing like five minutes ago from start to finish and everything about it? Where were you? Where were you, Mike? Trying Golly. to care, I guess. I don't know. I was trying to compare it to some things from the past in wrestling. Because yeah, I'll tell you a great one from the past. I, I try to give a crap about anything you say about that crap-astic show, so try not to curse here. Yes, Kurt Angle did it very well. Buddy Jeez. Rose did it very well in Portland. I forget who the, the opponent was, but they did the whole hair match gimmick, and they did the same thing with with the wig, but the way they made it work was... The guy showed up with a wig because he didn't want you to see his bald head. And so the baby faces had put a hidden camera in the locker room, and they took photographs of him with his bald head, 
And then they sold him his merch. They made a killing. But no one sells merch nowadays in NXT, so they didn't do it that way. But they should have. But yes, the bald head gimmick always works. And the funny thing is, he actually looked better with his blonde, puffy hair. He looked like a young hook. But now he's bald. You know what's funny about being bald in wrestling? The hair never grows back. Why? Yeah, it's, well, now, yeah. this guy got shaved bald two weeks ago, and he's still bald as a cue ball. No hair has grown in two weeks. He should have a quarter inch of hair on top of his head right now, but instead he got shaved, and the hair's not growing back. Kurt Angle's hair never grew back after he got his head shaved. Could be worse, I guess. Uh, you could end up coming back with hair that looks like Kane's that, that he had for a while when he came back. Hey, I, I, the 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 most bizarre, funniest hair match of all time has still got to be uh, Paul Elring and Teddy Long. Loser gets their head shaved with two guys that were already follically challenged as it was. And, you know, you make a good point because Teddy Long's hair, hair never came back either. Now did it. That's right. You don't want to lose your hair in wrestling, everybody, because it'll never grow back. All right, let's look at some of these uh, these text messages here. 425-780-7566. What is on your mind, everybody? <laughs> I'm going to read that one. Oh, let's see. Not to mention, 60-something-year-old Sting is currently a top star in AEW. The AJ Sammys and Kevin Owens of the world literally have 10 to 20 years ahead of them where they can leave WWE and still wrestle if they stay healthy. Well, not everyone's going to get the Sting deal. Yeah. It's <laughs> not not everybody's Sting, okay? It's period. And uh, when he finally does hang it up after all of this time, as somebody that saw that guy's entire career from day one, as somebody that saw Rick Steiner's entire career from day one because they, in a lot of ways, mirror each other with them both basically beginning in Mid-South, it's going to be... You know, it's going to be kind of sad, you know, and I know he's only a part-time guy. I know he's he's come back, and I, I just, you know, he has been such a, you know, a, a important part of people's lives for so long, and fans, you know, childhood memories growing up, and he continues to hang on there and continues to give back, doing the stuff that he's done with Darby and all that. I, You know, it's an amazing, amazing thing that this guy's in, and look, spinal stenosis and all that stuff, too. For him to be in the ring right now, it's just, it's incredible. It's a, it's been a hell of a run. It really has. This person here says, Owens made it very clear many times his family absolutely comes 100% before everything else. Have you received a massive no-cut offer? He'd do that for his family. Well, I don't think, here's the thing. They ain't giving people no-cut offers. You're yeah. just not getting that in WWE. But, yes, you're right. His family is important. And it could be, and I don't know anything, I'm just saying. Maybe his son likes WWE and doesn't like AEW. I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. If you have millions and millions of dollars, it could come down to which promotion does my son like and want me to wrestle in. I don't know what it is, but apparently he'll be doing a podcast with Pat LaProd in a couple of days, and he'll go over whatever his mindset is, and that's then you'll cool. all know, everybody. Well, hey, that's great. And, you know, I hopefully he's able to say everything he wants to say and everything he needs to say, I'm sure he will. You know, well, how old is Kevin Owens? 37 years 38, old? I think. 30, 38. Brian, has anyone made money in wrestling at the age of 42? Most everyone in WWE. Hey, and and for years, you know. Uh, look, Kevin Owens could just walk out there at the age of 45 years old into an AW ring. He walk into any ring, and people will be throwing roses at him. So getting multiple years of more generational money under your belt to take care of your family, whether they fire you tomorrow, whether they fire you four years from now, whether they don't fire you. He's a smart enough man, I'm sure, to put that money in the bank and take care of himself. And as we talked about, who knows what his options are there, who knows what his life plans are. But the bottom line is, even if this thing goes four or five years, at 42, 43 years old, look, you know, body, God willing, he can get in there and do something. And in fact, at that point, who knows what the landscape will be, but I don't think his his stardom and his fan base is going to dissipate at all. My God, he shows up to it, walks into a show in Quebec, even if he doesn't do anything besides point and, like, you know, that's it. People will be going nuts over this guy. People have a special relationship and a connection with Kevin Owens that 
much like a Moxley and, and some other people in wrestling, I you know, I think that gets underplayed sometimes, that there are people who are fiercely loyal Kevin Owens fans and, you know, fiercely loyal of the decisions that he makes. So, you know, 43 years old, he's done with that contract. All he's got to do is look at somebody in some places, and people will still be losing their minds. This person wants to know where Harland ranks in all-time debut matches. Bro, I got one message yesterday about Harland's debut. And that was that he almost killed Brian Kendrick. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you didn't nothing. see the gif of this one? No. Oh my god! I think it's more of a comedic thing too. I don't. I don't think he killed him because it was such a prat fall from Kendrick. But I don't know. I didn't hear as much as I heard about Hook. But you know what? I'll watch it tonight. I'll let you know tomorrow. Maybe Harland is a new Hook. Back in a moment, Observer Live. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to be. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VV, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says a fan had a sign last night that said that she was 73 and it was her first NXT show. <laughs> well, that's cool. I have no problem with that. But you know, it made me think about this because, you know, they've oh, got all... one viewer down to, for uh, Wednesday night then, I guess. They've got all these... Wise. they got these colors and they got these, you know, they're hiring all these good-looking people taking the clothes off all the women, buffing all the dudes up. And, and the idea is, like, we're trying to attract younger viewers, right? That's the idea. But if you look at the demos, they're not attracting any young viewers. They're attracting old viewers. So what it sounds like to me is what they're doing with the show is not attracting young viewers, but it is making old viewers feel young again. <laughs> 
It's the cocoon of wrestling programs. Well, I mean, doesn't that sound about right? Because, I mean, everything they're uh, doing is supposed to be about youth, 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 youth. But it's not attracting youth. It's attracting old people. So yeah. maybe the old people watch the show, and they're like, man, I feel like I was in my, my 30s watching this show. Which is cool for the old people, but, you know. Maybe the chickens have just come home to roost on, you know, this type of programming. Because what did NXT previously feel like for a lot of people? It seemed to attract people that were old ROH fans or had that type of, you know, vibe to them that seemed to be attracted to that show more than they were the AEW shows. And it felt like, boy, this is what Ring of Honor used to be. And I I don't know. I mean, everything they do skews so old Maybe it's just there's that that there's just not that base to tap from, and that's what they got to develop desperately. We're out of time, everybody. I want to thank Mike as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Back tonight, Observer Radio, AWNXT, all the news. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.